Welcome to the Tax Cell Podcast, where tax cell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax cell veteran. I'm a tax cell expert and trainer. I'm the author of the Tax Cell Playbook, founder of the Tax Cell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. And as always, at the conclusion of this podcast, if you are looking to learn more about investing in tax defaulted real estate, head on over to taxcellacademy.com. Again, that's taxcellacademy.com. I have an awesome episode in store for you guys today. It's an episode that I truly hope you'll listen to and take to heart. This is one of those episodes that will save you thousands or potentially tens of thousands of dollars. We're talking about beginner mistakes. Now, I've mentioned it before, but I always tend to attract the new investors who have made huge mistakes. And this usually puts me in a very difficult position. Don't get me wrong. I love helping others. I've devoted much of my life to the service of other people through this business. And there's nothing wrong with those people seeking help. That's actually a very wise decision. But for the ones who come seeking a solution to a very difficult problem that they put themselves in through tax on investing, it actually puts me in the position of being the bad guy telling them the stuff that they probably don't want to hear. I get emails all the time about mistakes that were made by complete strangers. I've heard stories from other investors, from friends. I've heard stories from auctioneers. I've made mistakes myself. But at the end of the day, when I really sit back and analyze all these mistakes, they really fit into one of three categories that closely resemble one another. And all of these revolve around the failure to understand something. So let's talk about those three categories. We'll call these the three P's that contribute to poor performance in this business. Now, these different P's or whatever you want to call them have been used throughout the years in a variety of different businesses. So I'm not taking credit for them by any means. But as you'll soon see, when we twist them and apply them to tax sell investing, everything becomes extremely clear. The first P is process. So within a few minutes, you can probably gather some sort of idea about what tax sell investing is. Simply go on Google, type in tax sell investing, type in tax lien, tax deed, or maybe you'll just stumble across a video or a post. It's pretty easy to figure out. It's easy to learn that tax sell investing is the business of investing in real estate that is tax defaulted. An owner doesn't pay their taxes, they lose the property, or the lien gets sold against that property. It's easy to figure out what tax sell investing is or is it? The biggest beginner mistakes involves those new investors who think they understand the process, but they don't. They don't know what they don't know. And that's pretty darn scary, to be honest. Let me give you an analogy here. My five-year-old has a Hot Wheels truck, you know, the little battery-powered kid-sized vehicle that you charge up and they drive around. He's pretty good at driving, I guess, right? I mean, he doesn't like crash into anything. So he thinks that he can drive. That's driving to him. So a few weeks ago, we were in the mountains for vacation. And from time to time, I'll let him sit on my lap and, you know, turn the steering wheel and pretend driving. So he thinks that because he knows how to drive the power wheels, he can drive my truck. A few days into vacation, he asked me, he goes, Daddy, can you sit in the passenger seat and let me drive for real? He ensures me that he knows how to drive it. He can't even reach the pedals, right? But he thought that driving the Hot Wheels is the same thing to driving a full-size real vehicle. Now, to an adult, that seems silly. 
To a child, why isn't it the same? Both are vehicles, both accelerate, both slow down, both steer. It's the same to him. This is where it comes full circle. To an experienced investor, we know that tax investing is a lot more than just buying and selling tax-defaulted real estate. But to a new investor, that's all it is. That is all it is. That's what they find on YouTube or Google or whatever it is. They look at the headline and they immediately think they have it figured out. Now, I've published a few books about tax sale investing, and one of the books that I've published is something that I compiled called the Tax Sale Law Guide. Now, laws are just one factor of the tax sale process, okay? But let me explain this to you. Every single state has their own set of laws that they must follow. The delinquent taxpayer must follow them. The county follows them. The investor follows them. Everyone in the process must follow these laws. Now, single-spaced in a fairly small font this encyclopedia of laws makes up 1,200 plus pages. That's 1,200 pages worth of laws and process that must legally be followed. 1,200. That's almost seven pounds worth of paper that outlines this process. Now, that's just the laws. We can also add in strategy, marketing, auctions, funding, selling, titles, and about a million other things that must also be followed. Many people tend to do a variety of things in their life. We all have those people that know what the doctor is going to say when they don't feel good. They know that they'll get an antibiotic and tell them to get some rest, and that's about it. Others are experts at golfing, although they've never had a lesson and they're fairly lousy. One of my favorites are the do-it-yourselfers that think they are experts in stuff that, well, people like me have to hire real contractors to go in and repair after the fact. Everybody thinks they know more about something than they do oftentimes. Now, there's no problem with trying your hand at something, especially if there are no serious repercussions, right? If you want to try your hand at gardening or golfing or whatever, go for it. But when there are serious repercussions, financial repercussions, it's best to know what you're doing. Just as my son would wreck a real vehicle and potentially hurt himself and others, if you fail to fully understand what goes on in this business, if you fail to educate yourself besides that one sentence definition of tax on investing, you'll likely wreck your investment or worse, your finances in general. Here's the solution. One word, learn. That's right, learn. Take the time to read the laws in the area that you're investing in. Ask questions, watch videos, read books, listen to podcasts like this, go to the county, get information, attend an auction, find a mentor, gain experience by practicing. These are the ways that you can learn what you're doing. These are the ways that you can get past that one sentence definition. These are the ways you can push yourself forward confidently while you're armed with the required understanding of the process. Now, let's talk about the second reason for beginner mistakes. They lack an understanding of the product the asset that they're investing in, the real estate. And oh my goodness, does this one run rampant. I did a video a few months back on YouTube where I analyzed the mistake that a tax deed investor made. This gentleman thought he was purchasing a villa worth a couple hundred thousand bucks when he actually only purchased a one foot strip of land. Now in that video, I did a case study and I point out a number of major red flags that the investor should have called. This particular story received national and even international coverage and thousands of comments across many different websites. I personally received dozens of emails and DMs asking for my opinion, which is why I did that video analysis. But here's the reality behind it. This happens every single day, multiple times a day. 
For whatever reason, that particular story got some sort of media traction. But this happens daily. I can't stress that enough. Every single day, a one-foot strip of land is sold somewhere in the U.S. Or maybe it's a retention pond, or maybe it's a landlocked parcel, or a contaminated parcel, or something that is otherwise seemingly useless and worthless. This is not Realtor.com. This is not Zillow, where you know you just browse to the site and you buy something based on a description or what you think you see. And then if you screw up, let's just blame somebody else and we can even sue them, right? This is a business that follows a process. The process, as we discuss, is dictated by state law. This means that the county or the state will sell whatever they are required to sell. It also means that their job, their responsibility to the taxpayer, to their constituents in that area is to follow state law in selling that property. And I have yet to see any state laws that require a state or a county to market a property in a way that makes it easy for the investor. In fact, every single state law is designed to protect the county, the state, the process. It's not designed to protect you as the investor. You benefit from it on a secondary level. It is your responsibility to take a parcel number or a legal description and determine what exactly it means. The county sells the legally described real estate or a lien attached to that legally described real estate. The same legally described real estate that is tax delinquent. That's about as far as it goes. From there, you get the privilege to decipher what exactly that parcel number or that legal description means. This means that regardless of what they do provide, even if it's nice, colorful pictures of a beautiful house, you still must start from ground zero. You take the basics, you take what state law requires them to publish, and then you research it. I was saying at the Tax Law Academy, your research equals your results. The accuracy of your research is the surest way to either fail or succeed in the tax sale business. And this is one of the most time-consuming parts of it. This is not something to take lightly. I say that you should never buy a property unless you know everything possible about that property and, most importantly, what you do know about that property is, in fact, accurate. It's not based off of some silly picture that you found online or a property assessor's report that a friend sent you or anything like that, right? This is based on your research only. Here's a solution, that same one-word answer. Learn, learn how to research properties. Drive around where you live. Match what you see with your eyes in the field to what you see in your online research. Do this everywhere you go. Then learn about online research some more. Find all the different resources that are at your disposal and learn how to use them. Then look at the real estate listings to begin to understand valuations. See what's sold. See what's on the market. What's moving. What's stagnant. Learn about the area. Learn about that market. Then continue learning every single day so you can better understand everything possible at the asset that you're going to be investing in, about that real estate that you want to purchase. The last one that we're going to be discussing is, well, you people. And this one has much more of an impact than you might think. There are a number of different directions that I can go with this that all revolve around you, your mindset, your intentions, your effort. Let's discuss that last one, effort. You will be required to put forth effort in this business. This is not a lazy person's business. You don't just roll out of bed, stumble into an auction, and make 30 grand, right? It doesn't work like that. It requires effort. And many new investors either don't want to put forth that effort or they grossly underestimate the effort that it will take. 
And when you do this, it's not just a matter of being lazy, but when you do this, it doesn't mean that you won't be able to buy something. It actually leads to very, very bad decisions like the ones we've already discussed. The research that they do is just garbage because they don't put forth the effort required. Then they end up buying garbage and they don't understand the process and the laws. and They put themselves in a bad situation. Nine times out of 10, the bad stories that I hear are all related somehow to effort. Maybe they just didn't put enough effort in to learn, right? Now, maybe they knew that there was some stuff that they had to research, but they didn't do it, right? Or they don't understand the process and the laws and they put themselves in a bad spot. Now, what about your intentions? If you intend to make $7 million and you intend to do it in the next 30 days, that's fantastic and all. Have great goals, but let's be a little bit realistic, right? I had a brand new investor one time tell me that his goal was to make $100,000 in the first month. He had to make $100,000 in the first month or he wouldn't even get involved in this business. It'd be a waste of his time, right? Then he went on to tell me, oh, by the way, I also have a full-time job. So I can only invest in tax faulted real estate part-time when I'm not working my full-time job. So you want to make $1.2 million per year as a part-time investor. Yeah, right. If your intentions are off as much as this guy, then you won't see any success, right? And you probably will never see success in many aspects of your life. You must be realistic. Sure, have goals, but have realistic intentions and expectations. The same can be said for those guys that rush, rush, rush to get started. They want to start right now. Let's go. Let's buy something, anything. I'll buy it. Then suddenly they find themselves stuck owning a second story condo in a building that was burned to the ground 10 years ago, right? What about your personality? Yeah, this one actually plays a major role as well. I've told this story before about a friend of mine who wouldn't listen to me. He had set his maximum bid, and when he reached that maximum bid, he kept bidding more and more and more. His, in quote, alpha status got the best of him. He didn't want someone he referred to as the other guy to beat him bidding. The end result is that he grossly overpaid for something because he let his ego get the best of him. Stupid, right? But it happens all the time. I see it nonstop. Here's a solution. Set realistic goals. Reflect on the business and reflect on your strategy. Dial in the process that you use. Understand the product, the real estate that you're investing in. Make smart decisions based on facts and facts alone. The process, the product, the people, that's you, are what matter. And here's the very frustrating part. You need to perfect all three of these to really maximize and sustain your business. All three. But if you want to screw up, if you want to lose money, if you want to put yourself out of business, guess what? You only need to fail at just one of those. That's right. Perfect process, perfect product, perfect people, and you'll succeed. All three of them. Screw up any one of those, just one, and you're going to be toast. I provided the solutions to each of these problems. If I could summarize every single solution, it's this. Know what you're doing. There are plenty of ways that you can learn what you're doing. I produce more training on tax sale investing than anybody else in the world. I have a crazy amount of resources available for you. Millions of visitors have used these same resources. My YouTube channel, this podcast, my Facebook page, and so many other resources are available to you for free right now. And of course, if you want a more systemized approach, grab the tax sale playbook. I bought the book for you. Just cover the shipping cost, which is hardly anything. That's taxsellbook.com if you want to pick up that resource. If you want the most advanced training that we offer, then just join the tax sale academy. And there's links to all these down below in the show notes. 
And this is not a sales pitch, guys. Most of these resources are actually free, right? As in, you don't pay a single dime. Now, I obviously recommend that you get into the academy or you find a mentor or you do whatever you have to to learn what you're doing. But please, please understand that learning what you're doing is everything in this business. I've seen far too many new investors screw up because of their lack of knowledge. I don't want you to send me an email asking for help after you have screwed up. Instead, what I want is I want you to email me to share your most recent success story with me after you deposit that check, right? That's it for today, guys. I truly hope that this episode has helped you out. If it has, it'll mean so much to me if you take just a few seconds to leave some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us or watching us on. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and make it a successful day. See ya.